What's up, queens? It's your host, Ro. Do you like female dating strategy? Would you like to see us expand on a lot of different platforms? Then please sign up for our Patreon. We are currently targeting a $10,000 per month goal, which would allow us to work full-time on female dating strategy content in order to expand on different platforms and upgrade our media presence. As a special thank you to our current Patreon subscribers, we will be increasing our upload rate for our bonus content to be weekly on Fridays, as well as offering a special discount for paid annual memberships so please check out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy that's patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy thank you let's start the show this rose scrote is from christine she starts out saying hi queens here's my story disclaimer that i was a raging pick me back in the day but i've since grown a lot since finding fds two years ago i was 26 when i met him and he was 45 Ugh. Oh, no. Whew. Okay. Bracing ourselves. We're straight out of the gates. Bracing ourselves right out of the gates. Okay. <laughs> he refused to tell me his age until the second date. I had to ask him four or five times. First red flag, but I thought, oh, he's so mature because he had a job. <laughs> the ball's in hell. He's mature because he has a job. The bot is in hell. Uh, the standards that you have when you're in your teens and 20s because you don't know better. And that's why old men go after young women, because the standards are so much lower, right? Yeah, yeah. He has a job. He has a car. He has his own space in his own room that he shares with his brother. He has his own twin bed in his room that he shares with his brother. Oh, God. He has a bunk bed. Wow, you have ketchup packets from Wendy's? Amazing. He's got a bed frame. He's got a bed frame. (laughs) I'm going to talk about this every episode until every man in America has a bed frame. I don't care, you guys. I'm going rogue. My last ex refused to work, so I thought this was an upgrade. I had no standards. I met him while I was an intern at his company, and he... Oh my gosh, okay. And he hit on me about three weeks into my eight-week internship. Then one of his exes, also a younger woman who was his subordinate, came to me and tried to warn me about him, saying that he hit on all the interns especially interns in my ethnic group oh man okay at the time i convinced myself she was just jealous and i ignored her warnings (laughs) commence our first date where i found out that he drove a beat up 20 year old car because he refused to shell out money for a newer car i also drove an old car because i was a poor grad student he said i like you more because you're not materialistic girl (laughs) oh this is painful yeah when guys praise you for not being materialistic that's grooming they're cheap. They're, and they're cheap as fuck as well. They're just trying to manage down. You touched on it in one of the episodes at Liz. When they're praising you for um, for being compliant, they know what they're doing. It's, you're going to get your right. It's grooming. They're, they're grooming you to have low standards. Yeah. I still can't get over her last boyfriend refused to work. I'm like, how did... How are you in a relationship <laughs> with someone who refuses to work? And how, how do they refuse to work? To- they just... What do they do? Just... <laughs> eat out of the trash i don't understand like, oh, no. do they i don't understand that that mindset no he mooches off of a woman that's that's the thing guys who don't work mooch off of a woman that's what they do true do they just think i'm just not gonna go to work today yeah so you're not materialistic read he knew i wouldn't ask much from him he took me on a grand total of three dates where he actually paid and then started expecting me to go 50 50 just to cover our meals since quote i knew he was broke How does he have 20 years on you and he's broke? Girl, you're dating a broke sugar daddy? A broke old man? A broke middle-aged man? Yeah, he's a splendid daddy. Yeah, like, here's the thing. If you're going to date... First of all, I don't recommend dating older men. But if you are, 
he has to be rich. Like, otherwise, there's there's no point. Like, what's the point? If he's poor and middle-aged, he's literally worthless. He's actually worse than worthless. He's, like, taking away your worth. Do you enjoy, like, limp geriatric peen or something? (laughs) I don't understand. I've never dated a guy this old, so it's hard for me to wrap my head around it. Right? Like, it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around what's sexually attractive about a middle-aged man. The only perk would be if he has more resources to, like, take you on trips or places you've never seen before. But this guy is not even remotely impressive. Yeah, I've been roasting incels on Twitter the past few days and how they have this fantasy that uh, when they're 40, they're going to be more attractive. And I'm like, 99% of men will never be that successful. Like, you know, there's, there's a reason why most men there's a reason why most women prefer men their own age. It's because young men are also attractive, just like young women are. And the only time a young woman would go for an old man is if there was a huge, huge, huge buffer, like a shit, shit ton of money. So if he's broke, there's no point. Like he has no worth. And that amount of money gets higher every year as women's uh, overall income increases, right? So maybe six figures would have been impressive and also inflation, but maybe six figures would have been impressive like 30 years ago. But yeah, no, he has to be at least a millionaire. It's just not likely to be worth it. Yeah. For women now, unless you're just really, 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 really desperate. And then you're talking women who are more likely sex workers. Yeah. Since I knew he was broke, I got a beautiful new car after I graduated. He sold his car hoping to just use mine. Whoa. Oh my God. So he's cheap. Okay. And he's pathologically cheap. He's a user. And, and, I don't, and I don't know why. I don't know why these men are so comfortable driving other people's cars. I would never give a guy my car. Fuck that noise. Ever. Even if I'm not using it. Ever. Get your own. He slowly revealed himself to be misogynistic, cheap, narcissist. Slowly revealed. Girl, he was like that from the beginning. <laughs> Says it was present on day one. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> I was going to say, slowly. <laughs> I was going to say, slowly. What's the... the- <laughs> It was it was about as slow as a rocket launching into space. No offense. This but. is a roast to scrote, not roast to queen. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we love you. <laughs> so, so, so. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Clarissa. I'm sorry. He slowly revealed himself to be misogynistic, cheap, narcissistic leech. He constantly disrespected me and hit on other women in front of me, even my own friends and classmates. He dished me on his 50th... Wait, you were with him for five years? (laughs) What the fuck? You met him when... And you were... So he was 50 and you were 31. Oh, okay. So he left, he ditched me on his 50th birthday to go party with his two 20 something female coworkers and left his equally gross friend to take care of me. <gasps> he let one of said friends feel me up during a party and he did nothing and he defended his friend. <gasps> no. He frequently complained about how America is ageist. <laughs> America's ageist against men? Fuck off. (laughs) And why aren't age gap relationships more normalized? Oh, what the fuck? Oh, so if you won't fuck old men, if you're not pro-pedophile, you're ageist. Yeah, I've seen... I've seen I've I've seen guys say like you're an age phobe if you won't have sex with older men. Fuck off. Anyways, age phobia. What the fuck? Age phobia. Is that is that a new phobia? New phobia just dropped, guys. It's called age phobia. It's when you refuse to touch an old man's peen. It's very discriminatory and uh, you should be ashamed. Expand your mind, you know. Really really examine your own your prejudice. Check your privilege. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's hate speech, actually. You're not willing to jump in there on some old man knob. Check your young woman privilege, because, you know, as we all know, young women are super privileged in today's society, right? Like, we're definitely not exploited at all. But anyways, um, he was mad that he couldn't go to a club and have 21-year-old women find him attractive anymore. Complained about how he couldn't find women in their 40s or over-attractive. Wow. Okay, that's ageist, buddy. Like, he, men think women are ageist if we don't want to date old men, but then they don't want to date old women, or older women, or women their own age, and they don't consider themselves ageist. You see how men make their personal sexual failures into a political and social crisis? You see how they easily politicize and weaponize it? I mean, it's just, it's really, really amazing the way their mind always goes to this idea, like, this is a society-wide problem, you know, (laughs) rather than just being like, maybe you're just not popping anymore. Yeah. Maybe you're just not cool anymore, buddy. Like, just get over it. Like, you know what? One thing I've learned is that all men have this pathological fear of being seen as a creepy old man. But some men are more in denial about the fact, like, once they get there, some men are more in denial about the fact that they're creepy old men than others. Um, this is a guy who's, who's deluded himself into thinking he's not a creepy old man when he is. He, he should just embrace that with his whole heart. He's a creepy old man and stop harassing young women he couldn't find women over 40 attractive as my best friend even though as my best friend put it he looked like deadpool the actual character not ryan reynolds with a beer belly and chicken legs i mean i'm struggling to to see what so many women found attractive in this guy i mean he's he clearly was able to get much younger women up until 50 which is mind-boggling to me. Yeah. And he's not even rich. He's broke. There's no benefit. <laughs> he's broke as fuck. He's... I mean, he's... I'm so, I'm actually confused, to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, here's the thing, though. A lot of men like this are very good at manipulating women. And it sounds like the whole ages comments. Like, they will manipulate your... Like, if he meets a woman who's very, like, social justice and cares about things like racism or homophobia, he'll use, you know, the ageist thing or will use her sense of rightness as a way of, like, very narcissistic and manipulative people are drawn to people who are conscientious. And this guy sounds like that. He sounds like someone who's manipulating her sense of conscientiousness. Um, He wanted to seem like a single guy a single party guy at work where he admitted there was a high turnover and he could flirt with a steady stream of new graduates and young interns and refused to take me to any of his work events. So he's openly cheating on you. Okay. But not even just that. I'm like, this is the type of guy that me too was made for. Yes. I mean, this, this man is absolutely disgusting. Yeah. He's a predator. I mean, just imagine you get your first job and some middle-aged like stuck in middle management scrot is trying to slob you down within minutes of you getting hired. And I'm just shocked. He must know somebody, but I'm shocked that the companies are keeping him around as this much of a liability. But then again, it's apparently it's his company. That's what the story says. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's even worse. Oh yeah. Don't sis. Oh yeah. If it's his company, girl, don't fuck the boss. Yeah. No, in the episode where we talk about vetting men from the first encounter and we say like, be wary of the quote unquote entrepreneurial types. Cause a lot of them are very, very cheap. And you know, they, they're all about like reducing overhead and like cutting costs. And they bring that attitude w- into their relationships. That's why he's gotten away with this. Honestly, I would put, and this is just an aside, like go on Glassdoor or something like alert people to the fact that he's like this. Do, do other women a solid. Go to Yelp. Because he's done it with other women as well. Like, he is an actual predator. Like... He's a serial predator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because she said that he, he he did it with... And especially because he seems to have a type as well. Like, the young, I guess, 
like ethnically diverse intern. It's it's so fucked up. What a screw. Oh yeah. I'm like shuddering here. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, this guy's he tried to tell me none of his coworkers liked me when I hadn't even met half of them. And which is a red flag because that means he's been talking shit about you. And he's he's triangulating. If someone says, Oh, all these people don't like you, he's triangulating. But if someone says, Oh, all these people you haven't even met don't like you like, how would they know not to like you? Because of the things that he said, that's why. Um, he says, if I went, he would make sure I'd have a miserable time. He also had an extremely inappropriate relationship with a younger female co-worker who was married to another man, including storing bags of her breast milk in his freezer after she had her second child, but they were just friends and get off his back when she called at 3 a.m., I'm losing track of all the women involved in the story, honestly. I'm not even like a third through the story. Like, this is a lot. (laughs) Then the misogyny. He told me he was glad he had a son because I did it right the first time. Mind you, he also bragged about being a part-time dad and saw his kid for a few hours and one overnight every other weekend. (laughs) And left his ex-wife a few months after his child was born, calling her a controlling bitch. Of course, she tricked me into having a child. If there was like a, if there was ever like a low value bingo card or like a negative value bingo card, he would get a full fucking house. Yeah. Every single square. Every, <laughs> just because. Yeah. Connect four. Not even Not connect four. Connect Every four. single connect square would be filled. It'll be connect a hundred because this guy would just go. Yeah. <laughs> the whole paper would just be, which be covered in ink. Yeah. I'm almost just extremely confused. I mean, he must be very wealthy if he has this many employees. That's the only thing I can think of. But is he hiring? Is he hiring a lot of interns from, uh, like, who are foreigners? Is he hiring a lot of people who need a work visa? Because that's the only thing. I, I just can't imagine him treating people like this for this long. But unless he's taking advantage of a population that's really vulnerable and might not know better. So the next paragraph is a doozy. He also openly wondered why rape was such a big deal because it's just sex. I asked if he would mind if a woman he didn't find attractive or another guy had his way with him against his will, if he would still think that's okay. He says, of course, that's different. He hated any female friends or he hated any female leads in movies that kicked ass and was independent, insisting that's unrealistic and stupid. He even said that if one of his male friends hit on me or forced themselves on me, that it was my fault because the woman has to say no and resist men are hunters. And affairs were always the woman's fault because men can't control themselves. He literally said that if crime was legal, such as the purge, he would go out and find the youngest, most petite, prettiest woman and force himself on them. His dream vacation was to go to Bangkok so he could party with underage girls, but he was too afraid to get (sighs) on a plane. Girl! The only thing holding him back from being a fucking sex tourist pedophile is fear of flying. He's afraid of airplanes. Is, Is fear of flying. That's it. Wow, this, this, I can't even, I can't even think of a place that has more red flags than like Lenin's funeral to describe this clusterfuck of a man. I don't know. I almost, cause just thinking of like myself, like in my early 20s, this is the type of man that I would probably get fired because I would have absolutely gone in on every one of his talking points and then like gotten myself fired. <laughs> 
thing is, I wouldn't have been able to sit, sit there and listen to it. But this is the type of guy that like wraps you up because I'm, I wouldn't have fallen for his crap, but I would have gotten wrapped up in trying to refute all the bullshit in his head. Yeah, you would have gotten, you would have gone down of wanting to clap back. Hell yeah. I would have gone down the rabbit hole of trying to absolutely like getting, I would have gotten sucked into his madness and trying to completely undo his worldview. And maybe that's why I'm here at Female Dating Strategy now. But this is this like this entire conversation triggers me from top to bottom because I'm like (laughs) everything he says, you're like, I want to fight him. (laughs) I want to fight him. Like, I honestly, (laughs) because I remember being young and starting my career and having like having similar conversations with middle aged men who would come and just say like very, very uh, controlling, shitty things to me. And I, I actually remember a specific incident where I was deciding whether or not I wanted to go to to school, go back to school. And this guy was like, well, if you get too educated, then uh, your boyfriend's not going to want to be with you. And saying things like that to kind of discourage me from making decisions and then saying, well, oh, guys, your age are immature anyway, so you should date older men like me. And I remember men like this coming at me at that age and me like having somewhat of a smart mouth, like always like clapping back at them. Um, and I remember just that feeling of powerlessness because I, it was literally at that a lot of times me because other women would be afraid to say anything and the other men would tacitly agree. Right. So this like completely uneven power balance, we just have this old scrote who runs this company and just like shits in the spirit of every young woman that he comes across honestly triggers me. Like it's almost like, I almost can't feel, like everything he says, I can feel like the blood pressure rising in my body. Yeah, no, everything he says is triggering me for me too. Um, and I've gotten fired for that, for being the clapbacker. Yeah. So there's, it's, it's when people talk about like, oh, well you just have to set your boundary in the workplace. There are, there are consequences to directly confronting. So there's really no right way to do this. So I think we should maybe, <laughs> it's good to point that out while we're going through the rest of the story. You got to take him down. Like if you're going down, you got to take him down with you. Hell yeah. You got to kamikaze you that shit. Okay. And here's the thing. The time that I got fired, um, the guy that like my boss who I had reported for being a fucking creep and a misogynist, uh, he got fired like two weeks after me. So I got, I got fired, but also he got fired. So I mean, I thought it was worth it. And then I just went and found another job. Yeah. Anyways, so part two of this story, he was wanting to retire or he was waiting to retire knowing that I would keep working and he was hoping to use me as his retirement fund. He bragged that I could go out and play sports and you'll come home and find me on the couch in front of the TV. So he expected me to work full time, come home and cook for him and clean up after him while he literally sat there doing nothing. Ladies, he just told me my future and I still stayed like an idiot. Sis. Oh, it's okay. I'm glad you're here with us now. That's all I can say. (laughs) He fought with me when my family was taking me out for graduation lunch, and God forbid he would have to pay. (laughs) He refused to... Oh God! Why didn't your family like kidnap you and take you away from this man? Like, I, if you were like my sister or something, I would have been intervened. I'm like, this guy is insane. Yeah. He refused to go unless he got a guarantee that he wouldn't have to pay a penny. A few years later, my aunt from overseas came for a visit and we took her out to an expensive steakhouse, which my brother and I covered. All he had to pay was $40 in tip. The bill was over $200 and he repeatedly returned his steak because it wasn't well done enough. You could see how annoyed the waiter was getting. He reluctantly handed the money over and was visibly annoyed and then started a fight with me in the car ride home and saying that I lied to him because I assured he wouldn't have to pay. I meant the meal, but I feel like he should have at least offered to pay the tip. Yet he was adamant about never being with a gold digger. 
Yeah, see, this is the type of man who complains about coal diggers. He's got no fucking gold to dig. Yeah. He's got no fucking gold to dig. It's all coal and dirt and shit in his mind. Oh, it's always the broke guys that worry about gold diggers. Always them. Always. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a, that's the thing, ladies. If a guy says anything negative about gold diggers, he's broke. He's broke. Red flag. Walk away. He's, he's, uh, he's the gold digger. I've learned, I've learned that almost everything that men say to women negatively is projection. Projection. Yeah. Is projection. When a guy says that he hates gold diggers, what he means is if I were a hot woman, I would be a gold digger. And he's probably still going to be a gold digger in some way, even if he's ugly. He would also like, okay, he would also drive like a maniac in my car, rack up speeding red light tickets, and then told me that it was my car and that he didn't do it. I had to fight with him to get him to agree to pay half of the ticket. Yeah, that, that's the kind of guy that's going to get your license suspended. I'm just struggling to know what you saw in him, to be honest. Like, I'm trying to think of even one redeeming quality about this man. I mean, he's probably, he sounds like someone who's just very charming and manipulative. That's his only skill. Yeah, true. And then there was the porn sickness. He suffered from ED. So he didn't even have good dick? Girl! Anyways, then there was the porn sickness. He suffered from erectile dysfunction and couldn't keep it up without constant simulation for more than a few seconds. It got to the point where he had to watch porn, preferably women of my ethnicity, to keep himself going. When I confronted him about it, he fought me that it was no big deal and all men look at porn, so deal with that. The last straw came when he ditched me for 30 minutes on a cruise to go flirt with a 19-year-old that he had been creepily eyeing up the whole time. He then proceeded to fight with me for two days defending himself, and I was stuck in the middle of the ocean with this creep. Of course, when I went to talk to a good-looking guy younger than him, he got jealous and whined. Of course. At the time, he knew I wanted to get married, and he dangled in front of me. Why would you want to marry this guy? That sounds like a fucking prison sentence. Anyways, and he dangled in front of me, alluding, I'll propose when I'm ready. I have no idea when that will be. Sis, if he's saying that, he doesn't want to propose to you. Don't, like, that's a carrot that men use to dangle in front of women to manipulate them. Lastly, he had the nerve to tell me that if I dumped him, good luck finding a guy who would treat me like he did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coughing. Spit take. Good luck finding a guy who treats you like shit like I do. (laughs) men are fucking delusional wow anyways he said i should be lucky that he didn't beat me cheat on me or curse me out okay Uh, the bar is in hell bar what no it's not even that it's in hell right it's that it's literally being trampled on by the hooves of nosferatu it's like actually beneath like even satan would look at this and be like what the fuck after i dumped him he cried He cried and said he would propose right then and there. He mistakenly texted me a few times, supposedly meant for the woman he was currently dating. He also asked me months later for help because he never bothered to learn on his he never bothered to learn his own Wi-Fi password and couldn't work remotely. I then blocked him and haven't heard from him for years now. I actually felt bad for him for a while until I realized he was just sad he was losing his gravy train. Says, never let your empathy get in the way of some guy's karma. That is such a hard but important lesson to learn. Your empathy will get in the way of a guy's karma. Yeah, so you should actually be feeling happy that he sucks so bad. Like, you, sh- you should be happy that you got away from such a piece of shit man. 
Like, why feel bad from him? He literally doesn't deserve that. Yeah, so he's just upset that he was losing his gravy train. Looking back, I should have listened to my family and friends' warnings, but also being a recovering codependent, I thought, I can change him. I still went through a period of pick-me-ism for a couple years after him, but now I'm happily single after leaving an abusive ex, which FDS contributed so much to. Like, FDS helped me leave this guy. I have an amazing career as a physical therapist, traveling a lot, saving up lots of money to buy a house, doing some work on my novel, and spending lots of quality time with my family and friends and our little Pekingese dog. I also haven't gotten another red light or speeding ticket since. Love, Christine. Good. I'm good. I'm proud of you, Christine. I'm glad you got away from this piece of shit. I'm so happy this has a happy ending. Yeah. I'm glad this story has a happy ending for sure. Damn. That relationship honestly sounds traumatic. Yeah, it sounds very legitimately traumatic. And I'm wondering if this is another like racialized fetish i treat women from other cultures like they're beneath me because i'm white situation i bet though he'll be like big ed from like 90 day fiance and he'll 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 think that if he goes to thailand or asia that all the women will be submissive but she'll either scam him or dump his ass after she's you know taken whatever dregs he has in terms of property because that's what he deserves like down to his shoelaces i hope she takes every fucking thing he owns all right so this is our roast to scrote if you'd like to submit your very own roast to scrote please subscribe to our patreon and you can submit a roasted scrote or a queen shit or a nasus where you tell us all about if you want if you want to roast uh, a pick me we haven't gotten any uh nasus roasts please subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy What's up, queens? Welcome to the Female Dating Strategy Podcast, the meanest female-only podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Ro. And this is Savannah. And I'm Lilith. So this episode we're doing today was inspired by one of the roast scrotes that we recorded uh, a few weeks ago um, that we wanted to take time out to actually expand upon. And it was a roast scrote centered around an age gap relationship. And we decided to build a case about why age gap relationships are not beneficial to women and often exploitative. First of all, I want to point out actually that when you Google the phrase myths of age gap relationships, almost every single article is justifying age gap relationships. And I was looking for information about why age gap relationships might be problematic, but almost every single article is like rule number is like myth number one, old people are creepy or like old men are creepy and explaining why like I'm not a creepy old man because I want to date women 20 years younger than me. Yeah. And and again, what's the def- definition of age gap, right? If you're talking anywhere between like two to three years, that's an age gap, but it seems like they're often trying to justify age gaps that are like 10, 15 plus years when the part, when at least one of the parties is under 30, right? Notice how it's always like a specific type of age gap relationship that they're trying to normalize, right? Like I think if everybody's like above 50 and there's like a 75 year old dating a 60 year old, I don't think people necessarily have as much of a problem with that. It might, it might even go unnoticed when we talk about these things, mostly because at that age, you know, everybody's a fully grown adult. You're pretty established in whatever your career is or was if you're retired. And there's not as much uh, of an exploitative relationship between that. But generally, when we talk about age gap relationships and why they're such a problem, we're talking about the fact that there's just a sizable percentage of men who want to 
be sexually predatory towards women who often have not even finished physically maturing. Um, and we've seen more than enough arguments in our day about men who, who think that like the age of consent should be like 14, 15 or 12 or 12, or it is, and it is 14, 15 and as low as 12 in some countries, um, uh, women who are not even finished, like sexually developing or, uh, socially developing. Yeah, so when FDS talks about age gap relationships being problematic, we're not talking about like a 35-year-old woman and a 45-year-old man who start dating. But that relationship would be problematic if they started dating when she was 15 and he was 25, right? So what we're talking about are like very young women under the age of 25, usually dating men who are, I would say, five or even, even... You know, generally you would say like 10 years, 20 years is problematic. I would say even five years can be problematic. Like a 20-year-old woman dating a 25-year-old man. Mm. And the only reason why I've come to this, first of all, disclaimer, like almost every relationship I've ever had, had at least some of an age gap. I think I've only ever dated like maybe three guys where they were within three years of my age. And a lot of those age gap relationships were bad. So that's why I want that's why I want to talk about this. Um, but I mean, even just on Reddit, you see all these relationships where here's the thing on almost all of the relationship advice subreddits, when the guy is being a piece of shit, it's almost always an age gap relationship. Like, have you noticed that? Like, it's like, Oh, I'm 19 and my boyfriend's trying to like pressure me to do anal and he's 31 or something like that. Yeah. 100%. I mean, and, and, Make no mistake about it. There's a sizable percentage of men who specifically target and sexualize women uh, of like nation ages. I mean, that's what teen porn and barely legal porn is all about, right? Like they like the idea of being able to sexually exploit inexperienced women. And a big part of that is because women of that age don't have... I generally don't have like the um, social power, social skills or social... um, They don't have the life experience... Yeah, they don't have the life experience to weed out loser-ass men, right? What, what I'm seeing right now is a very disturbing trend in which, especially online, where they're trying to normalize either sex work or age gap relationships to very young girls. Like, I'm talking on, like, TikTok, girls who are, like, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old are seeing TikToks about other women's, like, sugar daddies or, you know, making tons of money on OnlyFans and all of that. And I do see this as, like, a very problematic society level of grooming and exploitation of very young women. The other thing is, like, when I when a guy is going after much younger women, usually he's, like, a massive loser who can't get women his own age. And a lot of guys, like, cope with it and say... Oh, well, maybe I don't want to date women my own age because women my own age are like bitter and jaded and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, like women your own age are just like smart and know better and know that you're a bum ass loser. Like younger women are much more easy to impress by a McDonald's meal and a fucking 1998 Camry. And a lot of it's just because younger women have a harder time uh, setting boundaries or escaping their predatory behavior. And all of us can attest to growing up and experiencing puberty. And then somewhere around 11, 12, 13, all of a sudden, all these perverts come out of nowhere. Right? Yeah. And you're just overshot. You're just inundated with all this male attention out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's, it's really a matter of these guys specifically see 
this population of girls as specifically vulnerable. Perhaps some of them, it's like a sexual proclivity where, where they're like, quote unquote, ephebophiles, whatever they're called, ephebophiles. And these guys that rape underage women, and they tend to be like actually equal opportunity rapists. It's just that women of that age are more likely to be vulnerable because it might be the first time they're somewhere without their parents, right? So they don't necessarily know how to navigate, keep themselves safe. They're easily intimidated. They're much more likely to, you know, make these guys feel powerful because these guys can scare them easier. So sometimes those men are targeting those women, not just for like, quote unquote, sex, but because of the power dynamic being in their favor. There's a really great video called Born Sexy Yesterday uh, on YouTube. Maybe I'll link it in the show notes. And it basically talks about how, like, the ultimate fantasy of every mediocre man is a woman who is super, super naive and doesn't know better and isn't experienced and thinks that he's, like, a god among men just because he knows how to, like, make a sandwich or do, like, mediocre shit, right? Like, they they want to be seen as... they, They want women who are naive and inexperienced because it makes them feel better despite being mediocre. Yeah, they want servants and sycophants. Right. Like <laughs> Bami McBangmaid. No, not even. Mo- there's like the mommy McBangmaid. And then there's like the servant McBangmaid, just like straight up like a servant. Just just straight up like child labor. <laughs> yeah. Child labor. The emphasis on the naivety and inexperience of these young girls is not to sound patronizing. It's just a fact. Like when you're 21 or when you're 19, 20, 21, you do think you know it all, but then when you get to like 24, 25, 26 and plus, you then look back and you just, you just cringe at how much you thought you knew um, (laughs) because you know nothing at all. And when you start getting attention from these older men, it does feel flattering, especially when initially they can present themselves as being more mature than guys your own age, because let's face it, guys who are 18 to 24 tend to not be generally serious are fucking scrotes like <laughs> yeah and it, it, it isn't even that they're like developed scrotes they're undeveloped scrotes which is just even more annoying so yeah they're just like immature bathroom humor can't even buy a mcdonald's meal like yeah yeah so but then when you come across this guy who seems established put together um i can definitely sometimes see the appeal but I remember my dad was once, um, like saying to me one time, like, no, like, well adjusted man would go for half his age. Cause one of my sisters had, like, you know, she was dating a guy who was like 20 years older than her and he was an absolute bum. Um, and my dad was just like, there's no, if, if a guy goes for a woman substantially younger than him, he's mentally ill. <laughs> that was his words. <laughs> <laughs> your pops is based <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, i don't know what they'd have in common like what would you talk about if somebody is 20 years older than you like what would you you just didn't get it i had a friend and here's the thing like whenever i have friends that are making bad decisions i don't just outright tell them like this is stupid you shouldn't do this because it just makes them defensive and it gets their back up because people shut down yeah yeah people shut down when they get attacked like that and so when a friend of mine is in, okay, so a friend of mine was in a relationship with a guy who was at least 20 years older than her. I think she was like 21 at the time and he was like 42 or 43. So pretty much like twice her age. Her parents were not excited. She, you know, she would talk to me about like, you know, my parents are not excited about this relationship, but they met and blah, blah, blah. Imagine like meeting your daughter's boyfriend and he's the same age as you. Like, 
Imagine what that must have been like for her dad. Like, gross. Anyways, so I was talking to her, and, like, my usual thing is to, like, ask questions in a way that will lead them to realize that it's problematic, but in a way where they think it's their own idea kind of thing. It's kind of like ideological judo or something. I don't know. It's hard to explain. But, um, you know, over time, like, she pretty quickly realized that they didn't have anything to talk about. He's just this, like, geriatric scrote. I said something along the lines of, like, oh, yeah, imagine when, like... I said something along the lines of, like, oh, you know how, like, women die younger than men? You know, imagine what it's going to be like when he's, like, 80 and you have to, like, change his diapers, like, haha, kind of thing. And she was just like, ugh. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they never... I mean, that's the old nurse in a purse thing that happens to older women too. And why actually sometimes actually maybe I should take back my earlier assertion that older, uh, like age gap relationships can't be exploited for older women as well, because uh, older women complain about much older men who are nearing in on their end of life, needing a woman to take care of them. And then it becomes like an entirely one-sided relationship where they just need a nurse or a purse, a woman with some kind of money because they're destitute or maybe all their kids hate them and they didn't cultivate community relationships. So they need a woman to, who has an established community to be a part of, or, uh, they, uh, need someone to take care of them physically. So yeah, maybe I, I take that. Back. <laughs> yeah. Take it back. Like at FDS, we always promote maximizing female benefit. Women maximally benefit when they marry someone who's around the same age as them. There's a study that shows that, and I'll put it in the show notes, where women who marry men who are much older than them die younger than women who marry men around the same age. The opposite is also the case, where a woman who marries a much younger man also dies younger. We have to remember that age gap relationships where the man is older solely benefits the man. As he goes into his old age, he gets a free nurse and purse, and he has someone to take care of him, whereas women who marry, you know, the woman that he marries, the younger woman, she's actually more likely to die younger simply by having married him. It's very, like, you know, men complain about women being gold diggers or whatever when they date older men. Like, we should be calling men youth diggers because they're the ones who benefit from dating younger women. They leech on us from cradle to grave? Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Men literally leech on us from cradle to grave. Sucking the life out of us, one teat at a time. Yes, sucking out our life force. Exactly. So, you know, ladies, you're much better off. First of all, honestly, they're not marrying men at all. But if you do (laughs) insist on marrying, marrying someone who is approximately the same age as you. Unmarried women live longer. If you, if you look at all of these, like, women who are like 100 years old, you ask them like, what's the secret to living longer? They say, don't marry men. Like men are control freaks. Stay away from men. That's like universally their advice. Men too headache. Yeah. Men too much of a <laughs> headache, right? Like, you know, and, th- and that's why women are much less likely to remarry after their husband dies because they're just like, shit, like <laughs> I'm free now. Right. And like my, my grandma's the same way. Like my, my grandfather on my dad's side is actually, was actually a pretty good guy and they were only two years apart and they had a great marriage. They were a very happy couple. They loved each other a lot. But even in that case, after he passed away, she was like, you know what? I hate running a household. I hate cooking. I hate cleaning. So she moved to this sort of uh, like resort for elderly people and is just living her best life. And I'm just so happy for her because she doesn't have to cook. She doesn't have to clean. And she gets to live out her golden years in like queen treatment. So yeah, it just seems, it seems um, that even when age gap relationships aren't like morally reprehensible, let's say if everybody's like a clear 
uh, adult and of legal age and well, or even well over legal age, it still isn't always beneficial to women, right? And so I think when we're talking about this, we just have to point out that so many of the relationship dynamics that have been established um, between men and women are generally at the expense of women. Designed to benefit men. Right. Designed to benefit men. So when we're now discussing how to recalibrate relationships so they're more equal, um, making the age gap smaller is part of it. Yeah, exactly. And in fact, like, you see this even in countries where, um, like, before recording this episode, we were looking at this Wikipedia page for, if if you want to have, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, go look up age disparity in sexual relationships on Wikipedia. Blew my mind. Okay, so first of all, like, in the United States, something like 40% of married couples are within one year of each other, and 20% are the husband two to three years older than the wife. So basically, like, the majority of relationships are the husband and the wife are within three years of one another. But in countries that are less developed or where there's much more extreme inequality between men and women, those are the countries that, first of all, the biggest age gaps, and secondly, where they practice polygamy. So, you know, you've got countries like... uh, Yeah, the countries with the greatest age gap are Afghanistan, Bangladesh, Mozambique, uh, Senegal, Nigeria, Niger, Mauritania, Mali, Liberia. These are all countries that's like not great to be a woman. It tends to uh, be indicative of serious social, economic, legal, political inequality between men and women, because generally in these age gap relationships, younger women have to, first of all, have children much younger than a lot of times they end up in motherhood at a much earlier ages. At the age of 12. Like, women are getting married off by, at the age of, like, you know, Yemen. You know, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old girls are being married off to, like, much, much older men. And they're, like, the second or third wife. There's mountains of evidence about why having a child in your teens um, and even your early, like, early, early 20s, like 20, but especially between the ages of 14 and 18, um, contributes to women's worldwide inequality. And a lot of it just has to ha- a lot of it just has to do with women not having any opportunity to uh, financially, economically, or socially establish themselves um, in a way that creates an independence. And so then having a child at that age uh, mandates dependence on men, right, to provide for them. And these men may or may not provide for them, or they may provide for them with extreme stipulations on their freedom. Yeah, I mean, the younger you have a child as a woman the worse your life will be, like, quite frankly. I mean, first of all, there's the... And that's not just us saying that. That's, like, the UN. Like, they do tons of studies of this. Yeah, like, the younger you have a child, the less opportunities women have for education, first of all. You know, just because you have your period when you're 12 doesn't mean you should be having a kid when you're 13, right? The mother of Henry VII, Margaret Beaufort, had a child, had her child, Henry VII, when she was... 13 and she was rendered infertile for the rest of her life. It was a horrible pregnancy childbirth and she almost died from it. Okay. So not only do you lose educational opportunities, it actually affects your body, your physical fertility. You risk dying. You're more likely to die in childbirth and it's more likely to cause like, um, What's the word I'm looking for? It ta- it it actually stunts your physical and mental growth as well. This is important to point uh, to point out because all these men who claim um, 
that uh, in years prior, it was completely normal for men to have sex with like 13, 14 year olds and like women would be having children by then. Um, That's actually not true. Um, From historical analysis, marriage ages have remained pretty steady in most of the Western world. And even then, like women didn't typically have children to a little bit older. And part of that was because it was very, very common for women younger than that to die in childbirth because they weren't uh, finished physically developing. And you have to also account for um, nutritional differences in in, uh, centuries prior. So it took till about 1820 18, 19, 20 for women to be like fully developed enough to, to safely carry children to term. Yeah. I also want to point out that the average age that women had their last child was apparently like 36, 37, 38. So like women, you got tons of time, like you can have kids well into your thirties and it'll be fine. Um, you know, this idea that like you have to rush and lock down a man by the time you're 13 years old is, you know, not or by by the time you're 18 years old is just not a fact. And it's a lie perpetuated by men to benefit men and to harm women. Um, as a side note, when we're talking about like breeding animals, like dogs, like I have a relative who's a, a goat breeder and a goat will usually have their first heat when they're around like eight months or nine months old, but it is widely considered hugely unethical to allow a goat or a sheep to have, uh, to be, to have its first pregnancy, to, to breed it at that age. Like you, you're not supposed to let a goat have a baby until it's about, you're not supposed to let a goat have a kid until it's about two years old. That's when they're, you know, and if you let a goat have a baby when it's younger, um, it'll make them smaller in size and it'll actually like decrease their milk production over the course of their lifetime. Um, so yeah, it's just like their physical body will be smaller that if they have a kid when they're younger, because the baby will take away nutrients from the mom and she'll have a smaller like skeleton and overall body size. Like if we, and the same thing for dog breeders, like if we give animals the courtesy of letting them fully develop before having children, like the least we can fucking do for, you know, human women is to give them the same courtesy. Yeah. Let them grow up and be adults, skirts. Yeah, like, let women grow up and be fully developed adults before having kids, like... Or before, like, a grown adult men start to put their very grown adult sexuality on them, right? Impose that upon them, which is usually some porn-sick bullshit. I just want to say I think it's fucked up that, like, we treat animals better than humans a lot of the time, right? We treat animals better than women a lot of the time. Yeah. AOC said something to that effect, because she was talking about maternity leave and how, uh, for, uh female dogs, you're supposed to give them eight weeks rest and not let the puppies be away from them for at least eight weeks or eight weeks. And then the United States, we don't even have mandatory eight week maternity leave. And so we don't even have maternity leave as a standard of however long it takes for um, human babies. And and also let's not but let's not forget that, you know, men are fully aware of the economic, you know, physical, like social impact having a baby will have on a woman this whole concept of our baby trapping is just projection because if a man has a baby with a woman he knows that she stands more to lose there's a lot less social stigma if he's a deadbeat dad or if he walks away or if he doesn't provide than it is for her so a lot of these especially younger women when I see an age gap 
relationship when they start having kids when she's really young it just speaks to me of baby trapping yeah th- like the whole idea that women are baby trapping men is a, is a lie like it's projection and also because he knows that when she has a kid she'll be a lot less likely to leave because she's going to be more dependent especially if she's in a country where being a single mom is frowned upon or if the welfare system isn't very robust she's got very few options the fact that in countries where gender inequality is much more extreme that that's when age gap marriages tend to happen compared to more developed countries where women have rights that's when women choose to marry men who are around the same age as them is just like statistical proof that age gap relationships are not beneficial to women and that marrying someone around the same age as you is maximally beneficial. Yeah, the the lie men keep telling themselves that women are naturally sexually attracted to much older men and that they're more distinguished at a certain age and women are just quote unquote old. It's just bullshit because when women are given a choice, you can see the choices that we make, right? And it's not choosing like old saggy bald scrotes. Like, let's talk about some of the more, let's talk about some more myths about age gap relationships. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this idea that women are just naturally drawn to older women. I gotta tell you, I have never seen a hot 50 year old man. Even Brad Pitt is struggling right now. And Brad Pitt had a good like 30 year run of being completely dreamy fuckable. And he hit his like mid fifties and he just looks like an older man now. So I keep, I, I, I fail to see this logic that men keep perpetuating that like they're going to hit their sexual prime and be more desirable to younger women when they're forties and fifties. And I'm like, maybe slightly younger women, meaning like you're not, they're not going to be able to materially tell, but it definitely seems like even, even traditionally classically handsome men who would have been handsome even in their twenties, once they get to their 40s and 50s, like everybody, they start to age and they just uh, are less sexually attractive to younger people. And they are seem to be in flat out denial about this. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's the, the manosphere cope that women uh, that women are depreciating goods and men age like fine wine. I remember seeing this video. I think it was Richard Cooper, that like entrepreneur guy entrepreneurs and cars guy or whatever the fuck his name is oh light bulb head light bulb head yeah that guy who looks like <laughs> the, the, you know that look that guys get when like they start to go bald so they just like grow out their beard and like shave their head as a way of like trying to hide the fact that they're they would have looked like mr clean you know anyways so he has this one video talking about like sexual marketplace value and like you know he has this graph where he's like women peak at 20 and men peak at 40 and that's why 40 year old men should date 20 year old woman and that's he says this as a 40 year old man and i'm like and they justify this because the fact because of the fact that men on dating sites are more likely to swipe right on 20 year old women than women are more likely to swipe right on 20 year old men and i'm like all that shows is that men are delusional yeah right like (laughs) way more likely to be delusional that does not mean like guys will guys will have a whole ass graph behind him be like that like could be retitled like why i'm a pedophile or like justifying (laughs) why i'm a pedophile (laughs) and they're Like, like, I want to take a screenshot of that video and, like, have the title be, like, justifying why I'm a pedophile or something <laughs> like that. And it's like, that, that's not the flex on... And also, there is a difference between finding somebody or acknowledging that somebody is attractive and actually wanting to have sex and date with them. Like, you know, I've seen you know, guys in their 50s who are thinking, you know, wow, they look really good, but that's very different to me wanting to to shag them 
Like, I don't know why men can't tell the difference. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to deal with erectile dysfunction. Yeah, let, let's not even skip past that because that's actually a big thing. And even I think even Rollo himself or what's or whatever that guy's name is, he uh, or no, Richard Cooper, he's been on testosterone replacement therapy. Yeah, like all of these old guys have to take fucking testosterone and Viagra. Because their peens stop working or at least don't work as well. And it's usually okay because women, as they get older, also desire sex less but it's like they don't want to just like accept that natural aging process they want to like just cling on to this youth and delusion that they're going to keep being just as virile and sexually attractive uh as they to younger women as they were when they were younger and i'm like even athletes i mean why don't professional athletes play to their 50s man like most of them tap out around 35 it's just it's uh, it's just one of those things where we all age they just need to get the fuck over it and just like realize that that uh, all this justifying and mental gymnastics about like why they're the more desirable sex after a certain age is just is just cope. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like if you're a, a lot of younger guys and I noticed this a lot online, especially like I and I used to get DMs on Reddit all the time saying, um, you know, I might be ugly now, but like, just you wait until I'm 40 and I have my own business and all these women will be like surrounding me or whatever. And you're going to be like a bitter old hag. And, and I'm just like reading this, like, mate, if you can't get women when you're in your twenties, it's not going to get better. Bing, bing, bing. And that's what I mean about it being cope, right? Like, like if you're, if you're attractive in your twenties and you really take care of yourself, then maybe, yeah, you can still pull some tail when you're in your forties. But like, no, if you're an ugly incel that no woman wants when you're in your 20s, like, what makes you think you're going to be more attractive when you're 40, okay? Like, first of all, 90% of these guys will never be that successful. Yeah, that too. Like, for me to be attracted, for me to even breathe the same air as a 40-year-old man, he has to have a fuck ton of money. Like, for me to even get out of bed, he needs to be, like, a millionaire. I'm not even kidding. Um, but even then, like, th- if he didn't have the money, I wouldn't be around him, right? So, um, but let, well, let's talk about like let's talk about, let's talk about money in a bit. But sorry, Savannah, you had something to say. No, sorry, I was just, I was just giggling. Never <laughs> continue. I feel bad for those guys because this is where I feel like the the red pill manosphere whole thing like actually leads men astray who maybe aren't even like horrible dudes, but like just a legit struggle with women. And then the red pill fills their head with some bun- with a bunch of stupidity, and all that's going to do is like leave them. Uh, probably asked out in middle age. <laughs> yeah, imagine how sad. I'm like actually sad for them because they're gonna live there. They're gonna throw away their entire 20s and 30s. You know, even if they get super wealthy, like I've met my fair share of men who are in their 30s and 40s who are late bloomers who have no social skills and no relationship skills because they've dedicated their entire lives to, you know, becoming a really great engineer or something like that, or you know, um making money and yeah like maybe you're really good at your job and you make lots of money but like you're an absolute bore and absolutely miserable to be around because you just don't have any social skills right i've seen these guys too and it's i mean i've worked with these guys quite frankly guys who are like they've never married they're very very financially successful but whatever there's just one thing about them that's just a bit off-putting to women and no amount of money can compensate for it because they haven't and they, they haven't addressed that issue, right? Rather than like thinking, well, I'm successful now, so all the women should be sucking my dick. And it's like, well, no, you still have to build some kind of sexual attraction to all but the most aggressive of gold diggers, right? Yeah, like the most like 
the women who have the ability to just like turn off any sense of like disgust, like the women who are like the best actors, right? Right. <laughs> Oscar, oh, <laughs> Oscar-winning Oscar actresses, award like, actresses, yeah. who could. That's what gold diggers are. Exactly. Like only the best actresses, the most aggressive gold diggers would go for them, and then they have the audacity to complain about gold diggers. Like men will. These kinds of men will like work their whole lives to become super rich, thinking that once they're rich, that women will be falling all over them. But then they hate those women who want men who are rich yeah and i'm like that's your pool though and, and my that's your dating pool that that you've created for yourself right so like if the red pill was giving good advice to men what they would be telling them is you're going to be most attractive when you're in your 20s and 30s and so that's why you need to like lose the weight be be attractive to women style your hair dress like an adult make money yeah like focus on your career and personal development as well but also like they should be in their in their 20s and 30s, like, making an effort to... Cultivating community, uh, cultivating friends. Cultivating community and relationships with women. Not always sex sexual either, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friendships, you know, like, genuine friendships. And um, I'm not one of those people that thinks, like, men and women can't be friends. I think there's limits to it. Like, you have to have boundaries. But, like, you do need to cultivate some kind of co-ed friendship right like the ability to talk to women and have it not be sexual right yeah ability to talk to women and see women as like people like a lot of these guys who what how do i say this like this myth that men are more desirable in their 40s actually harms men because they waste their 20s and 30s not building their people skills and then they end up their 40s and then this promise that they've been given by the red pill ends up not materializing like you know how old guys are creepy and entitled now imagine how fucking bad it's gonna be in 10 or 20 years when all these like incel guys i know like all these guys raised on incel red pill ideology in 10 20 years are gonna be unbearable i'm i genuinely think they're all gonna be terrorists yeah it's scary actually because this promise that they've been fed that like yeah supermodels are gonna be like jumping all over you by the time you're 40 and have money and when that doesn't happen and their expectations are not met when they just see tumbleweeds <laughs> and upward mobility is harder than ever so yeah. this isn't even like a you know our parents generation where you could walk out of high school and get like a nice solid middle class job like it's competitive out here so there's just going to be a sizable percentage of men who miss out yeah like a lot of these guys will never be that successful and even the ones that do end up being that successful um they're either there's their personalities are going to be so repulsive that yeah they're only going to attract like the most ruthless gold diggers but let's talk about money because that's another myth that a lot i think a lot of younger women when they are drawn to older men it's because they think well older men have more money and it's partially true in the sense that yeah like younger men are less stable in their career and they tend to have less money um see okay this might not be like the best fds advice but i will say like if you are going to date an older man for money you have to go into it with this sort of ruthless pragmatism where you pretty much like don't even see him as a person and only as a wallet i'm i'm dead serious like you (laughs) that if you are if you are in a situation where your economic solvency is dependent on men we always advocate that as much as possible women try to be financially independent. But, you know, there's a lot of co- people in a lot of different countries and we know that some places are really desperate or if you're just like, just just say, you like, I'm really, really, really destitute. And I think that um, trying to get in a relationship where I can be taken care of at least temporarily might benefit me. 
like have a ruthless ass mindset about it. We don't really do the gold digger stuff explicitly, but there's, there's, there's plenty of information out there about it. But I mean, a lot of them will just tell you that these guys, um, you have to set boundaries. You have to like go in knowing what it is. Don't, um, kid yourself that these men are good people. Don't kid yourself that these men are good people. Okay. Understand that they're using you and that you're entitled to use them back. They see you as an object, right? So like they see you as a sexual object. Therefore you're entitled to see them as a financial object. That's just fair. It reminds me of that 90 day fiance scene where Jorge like is like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe Anfisa. You know, you only want me to buy you stuff. He's like, (laughs) she's like, but I like stuff and he's like well what if i wasn't able to buy you stuff she's like i wouldn't be sitting here with you right now and he's like oh so you're just saying that you know you only care about me because i provide for you and she's like would you be sitting here if i was fat and ugly exactly and it's like yeah like if if he's using you for your looks you're allowed to use him for money that's just that's equality that's fairness okay (laughs) right because the thing is because the implication is there like usually if you're dealing with a man who has money you have to deal with a man you're not actually sexually attracted to so it's work right yeah (laughs) it is work exactly (laughs) so it's work it's it's probably and this is like uh and this is why we're kind of like anti the idea of like sex work being normalized because it normalizes the idea that women owe men sexual labor that we're not attracted to but we also understand that sometimes women are just in fucked up circumstances and you just you don't have you're out of options right um here's the thing if you're a woman who's born in a european you know or canada or u.s or australia new zealand like a developed country um and you have educational options a better strategy rather than dating old men when you're in your 20s for money i would recommend focusing on your education leveling up so that you earn your own money because marrying a rich man when you're in your 20s first of all like marrying older men for money, you're going to age out of it. That's just a fact. And it may not work because a lot of them are very, very protective of their assets and like try to hide money, et cetera, et cetera. You may, you may end up destitute anyways. Exactly. So like, don't rely on like divorce raping a guy because that's no guarantee they'll either hide their money or, or like a lot of them, first of all, are not even as rich as they say. Like that's, that's the other thing to keep in mind. A lot of these guys are like splendid daddies and they'll like, (laughs) okay, how do I say this in a way that's good? Like a lot of these guys like to flaunt wealth that they don't have. And so what you got to do is like, get your bag and go basically like, don't hitch yourself to these men. Like don't marry them. Let them pay for your tuition while you're young. Let them spend money on you while you're young. Um, but don't go into it thinking that this is a real romance or that you're going to have a lifelong commitment with this person be realistic about the fact that the relationship's probably going to end when you age out. And so you want to like, make the most of your youth while you can. But here's the thing. Younger women are also less emotionally mature. I find younger women tend to not have that ruthless pragmatism that older men or that older women have. Right. I think that's changing though. I mean, that's the only thing with, with sugar daddy culture, et cetera, et cetera, is like they're comparing notes and getting more um, about that. But it's just, it's in general, like educate yourself, go into this with a ruthless pragmatist mindset and get your bag and go. But it's always it's always better not to do it. And that's like that's our official FDS position. And it's like so I, like these various forms of sex works, it relies on rape culture and men exploiting poor women, right? So it's just as a as a general rule, it's a bad idea. Like we don't think society should support that as we they should never make an economy out of like exploiting women sexually. Um poor women especially. So I'd say ideal, like from FDS perspective, ideal thing is like you spend your twenties making as much money as you, or 
you know, focusing on your education so that when you're older, you can be financially self-reliant. And dating the men you want to have sex with, right? And not like the men you need to have sex with because they have something you need, right? (laughs) Exactly. But we understand that there are some women where maybe they're from countries where those educational opportunities are not afforded to women. Or um, we understand that there are some women who, because of their the circumstances of their life are forced to rely on this or feel that that's the best option for them. And so if you're a woman who's going to go into that, it's not recommended, but if you do, you have to go into it and be ruthless pragmatist about it. Don't kid yourself. Like this is some kind of fairy tale romance. It's purely transactional. Yeah. What's the other myth is that older men are better at sex. And I can say without a doubt, they're not lies. (laughs) Lies. (laughs) Stop these fucking lies. The problem with younger men, though, is, like, they've all been raised on porn and do this, like, weird jackhammer shit. So older guys, their only advantage is they haven't been raised on porn. But they're catching up, to be blunt. They're catching up. <laughs> like, older men are just as sexually selfish as men of any age demographic. Yeah. So you have to find a guy who, regardless of age, is, but usually younger, who is generous. Then you're dealing with older men, you're dealing with general entitlement that sex is a performance for them. Meaning like a general entitlement that sex is like your duty as a woman, right? Yeah, wifely duties. They expect you to lie back and think of England. They come with a different type of energy. And they've had more practice of being shit in bed as well. So that's another thing. And they just get lazy. Like they're set in their ways, right? Because they could have just been that they've done a lot of things and like now they're like oh i don't you know i'm not interested in being any way different sexually sometimes they just get into a rut or a groove and then that's the only way they can get off anymore there's also the stereotype like men who are more sexually experienced are better at sex like men who have a higher body count are better at sex which is also a total myth i find like guys who pump and dump a lot of women are the worst lovers so if a guy sleeps around a lot usually it's because he's like ugh, you know They're just, they're either like, if he sleeps around a lot, he's probably just like more physically attractive or more manipulative, more manipulative. That was my thing. He may not even be more because I've seen guys that are super average, but they're like really good um, at bullshitting and sweet talking women. So they're doing it for the thrill of the chase and the sex is just a way for them to quote unquote win. And it's not actually an experience they desire to share with a woman. They just need it to feed their own ego. Yeah, like, these pickup artist types, like, have you seen how some of them talk about sex? They'll be like, the way that they talk about the act of sex, they're like, it's you just putting your engorged penis into her moist hole. (laughs) Like, they see it from a purely mechanical perspective, and they see it as, like, their sort of, like, cherry on top. Like, for them, it's almost more about the, the act of, like, convincing a woman or persuading a woman that they're more excited about and that actually having sex is like the confirmation of their prowess as a manipulator yeah i mean they're just high pressure sales assholes that like usually usually what i find is that they they just um they like virtue signal certain things with women or they love bomb or they promise some things and then lead women to believe that they're making a connection and then just flip the script and be like, ha ha. You know, it's basically like just materially and deliberately. Ha ha. I tricked you. Yeah. Misleading women to have sex with them because most women like most women like take people at face value. So a lot of times these type of guys, they figure out like a certain set of things to say or do that are more likely to have women have sex with them, but it's none of it's true. Right. So it's just a way for them to present, uh, 
and it, sell you a lemon car, right? Like, <laughs> like sell you some, yeah. Like they, you know, they're trying to act like they're a Ferrari, but they're actually a lemon. Like it's not the age that's important; it's their attitude towards sex, and if they are eager to please or eager to learn, that's more important. Anyways, Savannah, do you have anything to add? No, it's, it's just because I've never dated had like an age gap relationship before okay yeah my parents are seven years apart and they're really normal like they're not weird like if anything my mum holds the power purse i like those kinds of relationships (laughs) actually i've seen (laughs) my dad's second wife for example um yeah honestly i really admire that power reversal (laughs) that's how a lot of like working class people do it yeah i mean and that's another that's a whole other discussion i think we could maybe we should do fds on like household finance management but like a lot of a lot of working class couples like divide labor that way and i I can say that was true for my grandparents as well like my grandpa just brought his paycheck home and brought it gave it to my grandma and she did all the household money management because she knew how to because she knew what to do right and she knew how to distribute it to everybody and like he didn't want to have to manage any of that right because like their kids needed things and then like relatives needed things so he would just give her the money and be like okay take care of everybody you know yeah yeah I, i think those kinds of marriages the relationships with men that I've had that were good were when their parents had that dynamic where the man just like brought home a paycheck, gave it to the wife and the wife had a level head and knew how to distribute that money in an efficient way. And yeah, I I think that just makes sense because like when women control money, they spend it on their children and on things for the household. When men control money, they spend it on like prostitutes and drugs and alcohol. Okay. Basically, yeah. Gambling, liquor, yeah. I want to just wrap up, actually, with... I have, like, a conspiracy theory, actually. I think that this push to normalize age gap relationships is actually, like, a backlash to women's rights. I had a tweet about this a while ago that blew up, and a ton, ton of guys got triggered over it. And they're like... No, like, this isn't a recent thing. Men have always been pedophiles kind of thing. But no, seriously, I think this, like, growing push to normalize age gap relationships is a way of, you know, forcing women to be, or or kind of, like, grooming women to be sexually reliant or subservient to men when we're young, because the younger you get, and fucking red pillars will straight up admit it. They'll say, like, women over 30 are undateable because you can't mold them to be your perfect woman. They will straight up say that the reason why they go after 18-year-old women is that they can mold them and groom them and exploit them. Like, they will say that that's what they want to do. And so I think that, and and it's almost, like, weird that there's this life cycle where guys say, like, I don't want to date women my own age because they're all, like, bitter and jaded and traumatized and stuff. I want to be the one to take a young girl, and I want to be the one to traumatize her. Yeah, I want to be the one that ruins her life. Exactly. Like, so, you know, we need to fight back. I I don't think most women are falling for it. That's what men are trying to do, and women are just, like, outsmarting them you can see the tiktok generation right now is really fighting it and that i i feel like i've seen on reddit like guys like getting mad because there's so many girls on tiktok who treat guys who date who try to date younger women as like uh pedophiles and they're calling like oh why is gen z so puritanical because they can see the things you write and the things that you say publicly yeah because we have eyes and we can read and we can see and read the things that you say publicly. Like, so they're probably even more puritanical than I am. Cause I remember like, uh, I don't remember which celebrity couple it was, but one of them was 19 and the other one was 17. And they were like, this is predatory. And like, they were, this was like a whole like blow up on Twitter that was started on TikTok over a, a, like, I think a two year age. Was it Millie Bobby Brown? It might've, well, I, I don't know if it was her. 
Um, there's been like, there's been more questionable things with Millie Bobby Brown, but it was someone, I don't remember which relationship it was, but it was like 19 and 17 and like 17, I think is not, uh, age of consent in all States. Like 18 is in the United States is the age of consent for some. So people were upset about this, but like, um, usually, usually we have like Romeo and Juliet laws, like if they're within two years or something like that, but I think they were just outside two years or something like that. And then like all of Gen Z, uh, Twitter and Gen Z TikTok was like going off about it. And so like a lot of the, um, I even saw some older feminists like going in on this as well as like men talking about how like, oh, Gen Z is puritanical and Gen Z like is hyperbolic in the way that they talk about sexual relationships and like trying to drag them for it. But I'm like, I feel like if anything, women of that age, because they can see your porn and they grew up on the Internet, they know what you're like. And that's why there's sort of this like complete and total um like push to create a boundary, right? Like they, there's a complete total backlash against any type of perceived sexual imbalance there. Yeah. So like as much as I complain about the grooming that's been happening on TikTok, I'm like so proud of Gen Z women for fighting back on that. Hell yeah. They're not with it. Yeah. They're not with it. Yeah. So from, a, as, from a bitter old millennial. Yeah. <laughs> kudos to you. Yeah. And so and men love to drag us for our like child safeguarding stuff. And they're like, oh, you're just like bitter old hags because we want to rape children instead of you. And it's like, get fucked. Like women have this natural protective instinct to other women. And I think that should be fostered. So yeah. Don't date older men. Damon are on the same age as you. That's what's maximally beneficial to women. Peace out. Please check out our Twitter at femdatstrat as well as our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy. And you can uh, check out our weekly bonus content. Uh, we usually st- discuss a lot of pop culture stuff. So I think it's pretty good. Uh, check it out. Um, also check out our website, thefemaledatingstrategy.com. Thanks for listening, queens. And for all you creepy old age gap apologists, die mad. Die mad.